Hello and welcome to WRPX, your wrestling revolution podcast. I am your host, Antonio Garza, and today it is a beautiful, partly cloudy day, 91 degrees in the Fahrenheit rating, a wind force of 3 or 4 miles per hour, a relative humidity of 27%, and today we're going to be talking about stardom, and that, to be more specific, the Stardom 5 Star Grand Prix 2021 because it started and so far I I have a feeling that it's going to end up being the best round robin tournament of the year. We obviously do not know who the participants will be for the N1 victory or for the G1 climax, but I just have a feeling that the five star Grand Prix is going to take it this week. And so we've only had two shows uh, so far in the tournament. Night 1 and Night 2, uh, Night 1 taking place on the 31st and Night 2 on the 1st of August. Uh, not everyone has gotten to wrestle yet. Uh, we haven't seen Himeka, we haven't seen Ruaka, and we have not seen Takumi Iroha. I think that's all of them. Uh, the rest have at least had one match because they're doing seven match cards plus a dark match, like pre-show match that they're... Uh, like if you, Unless you have a certain... Like, I think they're going to put it on Stardom World. But if you're watching the pay-per-views, you're not seeing those matches. Uh, but you're not really missing anything. I think they're mostly just uh, either three ways or tag team matches. Um, I'll mention them right now because they do have them on cagematch.net. But, uh, yeah, so it's only been two shows. Uh, and so far, they've both been just fantastic shows, in my opinion. Um, I think... I personally liked Night 2 better, but a lot of people have liked Night 1 better because of certain matches. And, I mean, let's not waste some time. This is the focus of today's show, so let's get to it. Stardom 5 Star Grand Prix 2021 Night 1, or Day 1, uh, took place on, the, on July 31st. It was at Yokohama Budokan in Yokohama, Japan. They had an attendance of about 700 people. Uh, not so great to be honest but not so bad either uh given the circumstances and so the pre-show match of the night was oedo tai konami rina ruaka and sake kashima the defeating asumi hanan hina and lady c um so like these matches are mostly if you're not wrestling in the show you are probably here uh teaming up with the people who didn't make it to the tournament like rina hina Hanan and Lady C. Uh, but going into the actual tournament, it started with a weak match, but I think we just had to get it over with it. Mina Shirakawa defeated Fuki and Death under five minutes. The match was nothing special. But like I said, uh, we had to get it out of the way. Uh, Shirakawa starts with two points. Then we had Koguma defeating Natsupoi in about 10 minutes. This match, it was okay. Um, some stuff was was kind of sloppy here and there, but uh, I don't know. I, I think uh, it may be just a combination of Natsuboy coming back from injury. This was her first match since uh, like in about a month. And Koguma, I think Koguma has been back enough that we can't really say ring rust uh, is an issue anymore. But maybe it's just, it's just like still getting acclimated. I don't know. 
but the, the match still was okay i i wouldn't say it was uh like bad or anything it was just, it was an okay match uh koguma gets her two points uh defeating Natsupoi. then we had then the show really really picked up in my opinion this was my favorite match even though it wasn't the best match i thought it was my favorite match julia defeating starlight kid under 15 minutes um about 13. this was really i i really really liked it um kind of like the story here was that starlight kid was being a little dork annoying dork and so she annoyed julia enough that julia just beat the shit out of starlight kid uh, and it was fun, but at the same time, like Julia and Starlight Kid have a history. Uh, they've wrestled many times. Well, not many times, like a couple of times. And like for the most part, Julia always, well, Julia always defeats Starlight Kid in a one-on-one. But I thought so that here, Julia is facing a slightly more confident Starlight Kid. Uh, Starlight Kid that's not, that will like not stop at cheating when it comes to winning. And so, uh, she i think she got closer it, it's hard to say because the previous match was a title match which was considerably about the same no it was likely longer than this one and um so like you had to do bigger near falls for a title match but i thought starlight kid looks stronger like we saw some growth in her and i think that's what really makes this important uh, next up, we had Unagi Sayaka defeat Tom Nakano. The future of Stardom champion defeated the white title uh, champion. That is a big deal. I did not see this coming. Like, the match itself wasn't especially, like, amazing or anything. It was mostly just Tam Nakano. It was like an Unagi Sayaka match. Tam Nakano beat the shit out of Sayaka, and then Sayaka kind of made a comeback. She hit one specific move that really, really uh, ruffled Nakano's feathers. And like, she, I wouldn't say knocked her down, but she really, really made her, made her stumble. And from that, Sayaka eventually blocked the, the dragon suplex and hit her, her move and got the win. It was a really, really, like, we know there's going to be upsets in this tournament. I think this is uh, like the first one probably the biggest one um that we're gonna see i don't know but yeah like good for sayaka like she she started the tournament defeating the white belt champion even if she doesn't win the whole thing <laughs> at least she can claim a, a title shot later down the road for sure and this is something that i kind of like had predicted when sayaka was still doing her tryout series that she was probably gonna lose all of them and then she was probably gonna go uh, like she wasn't gonna get like big wins until she got to the Grand Prix and granted at this point she already defeated uh, like she won that Royal Rump like Battle Royal thing at um, All-Star Dream Cinderella and then she has a win over Sudi even if it's over the top rope and she has like uh, the win over obviously so over Mina Shirakawa to to win the future of Stardom title like she's got some wins but nothing i think as big as defeating the white belt champion and so i i don't know how far sayaka is gonna go because like spoiler she already has two wins i i could probably see her getting maybe one more win but i i have to imagine she's not gonna go far beyond that because the competition in this block in her block specifically is like it's strong enough so i don't know we'll see how it goes uh 
Next up, we had Suri defeat Saya Kamitani. This was really fun. Uh, I think uh, one of the better matches of the night, probably. Uh, yeah, maybe like the second best match of the night. Suri was just a. Uh, she was just like in killing mode. She, I think Suri is my my pick to win the whole thing. Uh, and in her two performances that we've seen, she does have like a, she's like in killer instinct mode. Like she's ready to get gas. And, and so I think she's going to win the whole thing here. She defeated Sayakamitani. The match was, it was okay. Uh, it was like the story itself was kind of like Suri dominated. And then Saya having her unique, uh, like high flying arsenal. She kind of started to get the better of, of Suri here and there until they got into the whole exchange of near falls. But Suri really felt um, dominant for the most part. Uh, so yeah, I, I mean, it was fun. It was under 15 minutes too. M most matches here were under 15 minutes. Next up, we had the best match of the night for sure. Um, like easily the best. Like I said, I, I really, really love Julia Starlight Kid, but this was easily the best match of the night. That was Momo Watanabe defeating Mayu Watani. Like about 17, 18 minutes. This was just great. Uh, the story here is that if you've seen Mayu Watani matches, uh, she has a style where she gets her ass kicked for most of the match. And then she starts to like do this desperate attempts to a comeback. And eventually she does until she hits the moonsault or whatever big finish she wants to win with and she wins the match what happened here is that we saw all of that but when she went for the kill the moonsault that's when momo watanabe moved out of the way and mayu wasn't able to recover momo just got her she beat the shit out of her she hit like a bunch of moves and she got the win i think she won with the b driver and, and that was awesome because it's like the same story that we know with Mayu Watani, but then a slight modification and you go into a completely different thing. And so it was pretty awesome. Uh, like I said, easily match of the night. And finally, the main event of the night was Maika defeating Utami Hayashishita. And this was under 20 minutes. Fantastic, fantastic match. Uh, this actually was kind of interesting because we know that Maika and Hayashita have a history also together. Uh, I do believe they are one-on-one -on -one when it comes to singles matches. I think Maika defeated Hayashita in last year's uh, Grand Prix, and then Hayashita defended the title earlier this year. And so, like, this was going to be kind of like the tiebreaker for now, and Maika won. Unfortunately, it wasn't for the title. But chances are she is going to eventually challenge again. Um, it's, it's kind of hard because depends on who wins. We may see the person who dethrones Hayashita um, uh, because I think it's Yuri. So I don't know if there's a space to get Maika Hayashita for before whoever wins. Because I, I, I really doubt Maika's going to win. But yeah, as for the match... Uh, Michael was kind of going for more submissions. Hayashita was going for more like big impact moves like she usually does. So, but like there was like a mix and match of everything really. 
um, the story was that Micah pretty much destroyed Hayashita's arm like early on and so she had to wrestle with one arm like at one point she went for the tower hacker bomb and she couldn't keep Micah up and that's when Micah pretty much capitalized and like they went down into the finishing sequence so yeah it was pretty good it was a pretty good show um, at least we we at least had like three matches that were four plus stars and arguably Suri Kamitani was also four stars so pretty pretty good show really really good way to start the tournament um, and yeah that that takes us to the next night you know because <laughs> this the action doesn't stop uh, so day number two this was on August the 1st also in Yokohama uh, Yokohama Budokan uh, 764 people uh, it's just slightly more maybe because it was a Sunday I don't know the pre-show match was a three-way tag team match Oedo Tai, uh, Rina and Ruaka defeated Lady C and Mina Shirakawa and Hanan and Koguma from Stars. Uh, but like I said we, we don't really get to see those matches uh, right now but let's go into the tournament first match Unagi Sayaka the street continues she defeated Asumi in under eight minutes a really good match pretty similar to the, the Tamakano match just slightly more back and forward but at this point Unagi Sayaka is on the top of both blocks with four points uh, this was Asumi's first match uh, she didn't wrestle the day before and so she is with zero points oh my god we had Starlight Kid defeat Saki Kashima uh, Starlight Kid picks up her first win two points this was also under 10 minutes, about eight or nine minutes. And so this match actually, I don't know if it was serious or if it was even real, but at one point Starlight Hit went for a springboard like plancha, the one where you like jump back. And she she didn't make the distance or Kashima just as, was like way too far away. I think it was more on, on Starlight Kid's uh, distance but the point is that she landed badly on top of Kashima's legs. Like Kashima did whatever she could to like just be there and like try to get as much in as she could to catch Starlight Kid. But she ended up catching her with her legs pretty much. And so I think that when that happened, Kashima's ankle, uh, I think it was the left ankle, like wasn't properly positioned and with the weight of Starlight Kid, she injured herself and she sold it like it wasn't the focus of the match but she sold it like you could see she was hurting you could see like when she tried to get up she was always like just putting way more weight on the other leg or sometimes you would see her stumble a little bit and so it did seem like she was injured she continued the whole match she wrestled the whole thing but like hopefully it wasn't that bad i don't think i've seen any announcements of kashima's injury on the stardom twitters so i have to imagine she's okay it was just maybe like a sprained ankle or something like that something that you can cure after the match with some ice uh and since she does have a week to rest maybe that's enough and that's like no need to to remove her of the tournament or anything like that but it, it seemed that bad and i think that hurt the match uh 
slightly to be honest it was one of those matches where you stop thinking about the match and you just like kind of focus and think about the like the pain that the wrestler is going through and that kind of like distracts you a lot um the one thing that i do want to mention about this match is that after the match uh starlight kid did something that i consider really interesting she put on one of her masks on kashima and then she did the the throat cut uh taunt the the like the i don't know like the hand gesture and that i found really interesting because that either tells me she's planning to destroy oil tie one by one from within or she's planning to turn everyone into her own image of uh, Tiger Girls. I, I, yeah, Tiger Girls. I don't know where it's going, but I found that really, really interesting that she would do that uh, to Kashima. Uh, it was just, yeah, like that. that's something that we need to pay attention to. I don't know when her next Oedo Tai match is, but I think those are things that we need to uh, closely follow to see how she treats everyone or maybe this was just like a one-off that because she got in the mood or whatever but it, it definitely felt like it was something that she needed to get across and so we'll see where that goes um, that could be interesting for going forward I, I can go different ways and I'm looking forward to seeing which way it actually goes Next up, we had Natsupoi defeat Momo Watanabe. Natsupoi picks up her two points, uh, also under 10 minutes. This was really good. I really, really liked it. Uh, I wouldn't say it was like my favorite match of the night for sure, but I thought it was like an early, like, good match for uh, in the tournament. Well, not tournament, like day. Uh, the the story here was pretty much uh, Natsupoi is a speed demon. Momo Watanabe is like more of a well-rounded wrestler. Um, we, I don't know, like it was a good clash of styles because I mean, it is a high speed champion versus Momo and Momo was pretty dominant for the most part, but not supposed like also kind of like gymnastic styled wrestling, uh, approach, <laughs> uh, just was something that Momo Watanabe was kind of having trouble either countering or anticipating to block. And so Natsupoi just kind of kept pushing, kind of kept pushing, and eventually she rolled up Momo like from a runner position and got the win. Uh, like she was as surprised as, as we are, I think, <laughs> from the win. But yeah, like there was a one point that I really liked this match um, that I want to mention was there was a, a submission from Natsupoi. I don't know what it's called. I feel like I've seen it in Mexico, but it was kind of like pulling the arms for a curb stump but at the same time uh pushing the head with your legs forward and it kind of seemed like a, a like maybe like a backwards version of a camel clutch maybe i don't know it's hard to describe but uh i really really like that submission i i kind of i felt that that could have been the finish because momo had no way to escape she had no arms she had to like push herself with her feet and then when she couldn't reach the rope, she just had to release an arm. But uh, it was a really, really like beautiful submission. I, I love submissions like that. They just like look all over the place. Next up, we had Konami and Tam Nakano. Uh, Tam Nakano got her win here. Uh, with, with So Hayashita and Tam Nakano are the champions. And since they already lost on the first night, 
I do think they're gonna go on a slight now streak of wins. Maybe make have a loss or two at max down the road. But I I, I think Nakano can lose four two matches. I think Hayashita's only gonna lose one more match. Uh, heading into the finals, and then we may see um, them like kind of get either close to eliminated before the finals or around there. But Konami attacked Tam Nakano before the match. Uh, she kind of like tried to pilmanize her arm, and like that was pretty much like the match. Like then Nakano came back and, and got the win. I didn't think much of this match. Um, I don't know. It was just kind of like back and forward until Nakano won with the Dodom in the Twilight Dream. I don't know. I just I, I thought this was kind of underwhelming, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, uh, nothing really special. But the match match was special. Uh, Utami Hayashishita versus Saya Kamitani. This was a battle of the Queen's Quest. And that was actually a, a a theme kind of that happened this night surprisingly because because we had Starlight Kid in Sakikashima we had Hayashishita and Kamitani and then we're gonna have Maika and Suri so a lot of interstable matches happening in this in this show but this watch uh, was about 15 minutes Hayashita defeated Kamitani with the uh, tower hacker bomb the match was pretty good but there's really not much to say about it it was just back and forward uh wrestling uh hayashita has her style the the big impact move uh with a couple of submissions here and there kamitani uh she got her back worked and like she did her like she had trouble doing a lot of her aerial stuff but when she did that's when she really hurt hayashita and like leveled out the playing field but beyond that, there wasn't really that much else. Um, like Kamitani got a couple of good near falls towards the end. Uh, like the one thing is that Hashishita never allowed Kamitani to get to the top rope for the Phoenix Splash. And that's when, like, that was the one thing that Kamitani needed in order to win. And so, like, Hashishita pretty much had Kamitani scouted, like, just don't allow her to hit the Phoenix Flash and you should be okay, like in a matter of time. And that's how it ended up like going down. Like Kamitani never got the the Phoenix Flash in. So good match. Uh I, I really enjoyed it. I but yeah, it's like I really enjoyed it, but there's really not much to say. It's just like straight up good wrestling happening. Then we had Sudi and Mike. Uh, Suri got her second win, so Saya Kamitani is not the the sole leader of the tables anymore of the blocks. Now she has to share it with Suri, and this was great. This was also fantastic. Um, like this was cool because both Micah and Suri have really similar styles, and so you got to see a lot of like submission, a lot of striking, a lot of like everything really. Uh, and uh, yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. I there was a one spot that I wasn't a big fan of, and it's like a spot where they they are trading headbutts into the shoulder, but they got to the point where they just locked hands um, one another, like if they're gonna do like a test of strength, and they started just going back and forward, back and forward, and then just like synchronize 
headbutts and like i can imagine that looked really cool live and i don't know maybe like the passion itself was cool but to me it just kind of seemed goofy and it kind of seemed fake uh, because there were way too many and there was like obviously no selling so that aside i thought it was a really really good match and finally we had the main event of the night julia and Mayu Watani, Mayu Watani gets her win, her first two points. This was easily the match of the night. Like, even though neither woman are the top champions in the promotion, like this felt like the big match. Uh, like you know how to say like big match feels, and it definitely delivered. Uh, it was just both women working to their best. This was a like how we talked about the the Mayu Watani match this was pretty much a Mayu Watani match with her getting her ass kicked for a long time uh Julia pretty much focused only on her head from the start and then eventually Iwatani like she starts to to do her her desperation stuff and and she comes back and and when it comes to to like finishing Julia, she actually hits all the right moves, all the right keys, and eventually she won with the bridge and dragon suplex. And I mean, I'm I I feel like my descriptions just sounds like pretty basic, but like Mayu Watani is a master of of this type of match, of the underdog comeback type of match. There's no like, there's no no one like her when it comes to that specific match, and so. It was just fantastic. Julia really looked like a total like superstar here, and Iwatani is like the perfect baby face underdog sometimes, even though she's like the face of the company. But yeah, it was fantastic. This one also had a better headbutt exchange that they actually took their turns. They actually sold the, the spots. I, I liked it way more. <laughs> But uh, yeah, and this was night two of the Stardom Grand Prix 2021. So second show down. And so far, like both of them were fantastic. Like I mentioned, I don't know what the N1 Victory and the G1 Climax are going to look like. But I do feel like this is going to end up being a better tournament overall. Mostly because I don't know who's going to come for the G1 Climax. Um, like there's rumors like for instance of of chase owens and nothing against chase owens but that is gonna be what like nine matches that are not gonna be super super great even though i think i think chase owens can be carried to a good match but at the same time like not necessarily you know nor i i, I care to see chase owens defeat certain people like maybe yoshihashi but that's about it and so in in this tournament like you see the roster and i don't know like maybe you have some biases for certain people but i think all of them can perform at a pretty decent level um so i don't know we'll, we'll see how it goes uh i do think that this may end up being like a like a breakout tournament for the promotion uh pretty similar to how the g1 climax really really started to make noise like five or six years ago uh i think this is the year that the five-star grand prix could start to make that noise and so that was it for stardom um 
like I mentioned, we do have a couple of shows coming up this weekend and we are going to keep the coverage of those uh, of the whole tournament. Really, I did. It's something that I am completely right now invested in. Um, so the next the next group of shows we have is the eighth. I mean, the seventh, the eighth and the ninth. So we have a triple decker. It's a Saturday, Sunday and Monday. And then we have a couple of days to rest. And then we have another triple decker, 13, 14, 15. Then we rest until the 21st, 22nd. And then we rest until the 28th and 29th. So the next two, uh, the next week is going to be heavy. Uh, almost six shows really close to each other. Um, but I mean, we, we can do it. <laughs> We've done it before with the G1 Climax. We've done it with the Champion Carnival and this will be no different we will get through the end this one's gonna be tricky because it goes all the way to the september 25th so like buckle up buttercup because it's gonna be a long one but that is it for stardom the other tournament um actually really quick that i can run down the card for the for the seventh and the eighth uh we have like just to mention a couple of matches we have julia versus kashima Starlight Kid versus Natsuboy, Sayaka versus Hayashishita, maybe Sayaka wins again. <laughs> um, we have, we're, we're going to have Shirakawa versus Kashima also uh, around those days on the 8th. On the 7th, we have Suri versus Asumi and Nakano versus Ruaka. On the 8th, we have Ruaka Maika and Nakano versus Kamitani. So those are just a couple of matches that are going to be taking place on that weekend. Um, I don't actually have the full card right in front of me but I mean those are probably going to be like the top of the card matches um, yeah but well going back the only other tournament that I really really wanted to talk about but I'm not going to go fully into it at this point because it's already kind of like old news is the Tokyo Joshi Pro Wrestling 8th uh, Tokyo Princess Cup um that is a tournament that we started covering uh i guess yeah last week but they've had like they had one show that we were missing from like two weeks ago and now they've only just had the quarterfinals um which we can really really run down really quickly um but the the what i'm going is that since the shows kind of like took place so long ago, I'm not going to really talk about them in depth, but we can preview what's going to be the semifinals. Um, like a quick rundown of the, it was day five where, when they did the quarterfinals. It was Maki Ito defeating Suzume, Miyu Watanabe defeating Yuki Aino, Shoko Nakajima defeating Rika Tatsumi, and Mizuki defeating the champion Miyu Yamashita. So from those four matches, I kind of anticipated Ito, Watanabe, and Mizuki would win. Um, and I was kind of hoping that it would be uh, Rika Tatsumi defeating Choko Nakajima. So that way we could have like a battle of the Daydream wrestlers and a battle of the Maki Ito Respect Army. But um, the way it went, we're going to be just not having that. I mean, Rika Tatsumi has been eliminated, unfortunately. Choko Nakajima is someone that tends to get to the finals every time and so like she may 
I do think that Mizuki having a win over Yamashita may eliminate her at the semis so that she can get her title shot regardless, but that allows someone else to go for the title. And so that is uh, that's who, who advanced Ito Watanabe, Nakajima, and Mizuki. I do believe the the finals. Let me double check really quick, just in case they do some Battle of Los Angeles shenanigans. Um, because if I'm not mistaken, the finals should be. I think it's Nakajima versus Mizuki, right? <laughs> um, damn, I lost my brackets. But I do think it's Nakajima versus Mizuki. And no, 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 it would be Nakajima versus Watanabe because that, yeah, Nakajima versus Watanabe and Mizuki versus Ito, which it's going to be interesting because Ito right now is uh, injured. She broke her, she broke a bone in her face. <laughs> and so hopefully that heals by the time the, the finals come that she has like 14 days to heal. So it's not that bad. Um, she may be okay by then because I don't know if it's an actual fracture or if it's just like a little injury, but she's going against her former teammate. They've had a long history together. It should be a good match. I do expect, I guess, I don't know. I guess I would expect Misuki to win. I, I do not see Makito going that far or winning, but they have hinted dissension between Ito and Yamashita. So maybe, maybe on the other side, Watanabe and Nakajima. I think that's going to be a really, 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 really good match. I would imagine it's uh, we're going to see Nakajima win just because she's way more established, even though I would like to see Watanabe win. Um, but if Maki Ito wins, I think it's best to just have Nakajima win because she can carry Ito. I don't know if Watanabe can carry Ito to a, a, a finals, you know. But yeah, that's the Tokyo Princess Cup. Next show is on the 14th of August, Korakuen Hall semifinals. And then on the 15th is the finals also at Korakuen Hall. So we'll be talking about those shows when they happened. But that is it for right now for Japan. Uh, it was a short show. I really just wanted to focus on, on the tournaments that are happening right now. There was a lot of wrestling happening this weekend. We saw the retirement of uh, Masato Yoshino in Dragon Gate. He is, he well, I mean, he is, but he also was just one of the greatest like sp speed demons that you can see in wrestling. Like, there's not many people that move as fast as he moves in the ring. He was just fantastic. Uh, we had the crossover 2021 Noah show where. Um, we, we had the challenge of Sakuraba against Marafuji. We had that bloodbath between Keiji Muto and Kiyomiya. We had um, the title change where Joshioka and I think it's Susume, uh, Susumu, they won the tag titles, the junior tag titles. So that happened. We had, um, we had a summer struggle. From New Japan, those are still happening. They're pretty much just like 
sailing until the next big show and yeah so there, there's been a couple of shows but um i really really just wanted to focus on the stardom five-star grand prix and a quick update on the tokyo joshi pro wrestling tournaments but we are not done for today because as every week it is time for the impact forecast Impact Wrestling August the 5th We have four matches announced so far that I believe uh, At least as I am recording there's only five ma four matches announced uh, We have Chris Bay with Jay White fighting wrestling Juice Robinson with David Finley uh, This is the, like, kind of like the ongoing thing uh, Jay White and Chris Bay attack Finley and, and Juice last week and so this is kind of like a rematch you have a four-way X Division number one contenders match. Jake something, Daivari, Rohi Raju, and Trey Miguel. I am not super excited about this match because I do not think any of those guys should be contenders right now for Alexander. Um, I guess, I mean, I, they can all have good matches with him, I think. Like Jake something and Daivari would be at least kind of unique but at the same way like I don't know like I guess it's okay for a match on impact but I don't think any of these guys should be challenging uh, in a bigger show I think we need to like find some good contenders for Alexander and not like the same guys we have a Fire and Flavor versus Jordan Grace and Rachel Erlering match. I so I'm surprised by just this match existing, but I do think this is an angle where Fire and Flavor are going to break up and Kira Hogan is going to leave the company. Um, which actually could be poetic that uh Cause like the story here, like with them was that Fire and Flavor had Jordan Grace's number and they got close to like destroying her mentally. And so it'd be cool to see now Rachel Ellering and Jordan Grace have Kira Hogan's number and she has to deal with the same problems as Jordan Grace, but she actually ends up uh, quitting the company. But I do think that's going to be more of an angle than a, just like a straight up match. And the main events of the night, this is going to be Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers versus Frankie Kasarian, Eddie Edwards, and Sammy Callahan. I don't think there's any stipulations going on, but it's just like a, a fantastic three on three. Uh, the combination of Kenny versus any of the other three guys should be good. So that should be a hell of a main event. And that is it for Impact this week. And also that is it for WRPS, your wrestling revolution podcast. I am your host. I'm, wait, I'm just, I already did that. No, let me remind you. You can find this podcast on Spotify, on iTunes, and on WRPXpodcast.com. You can find me on Twitter as DWRevolution. That's T-H-E-W Revolution. You can go to the TheWrestlingRevolution.com where you can find all the written versions of the shows that we talk about this and every other show. 
And I think that's all of my plugs. I, I always forget one or two plugs. Oh yeah, of course, of course. How could I forget? If you want to know about Impact, you can go to find me uh, at figure4wonline.com. Uh, I do the live coverage for Figure 4W and for the Wrestling Observer Newsletter every week, every Thursday, uh, and every big show, uh, Impact Plus Special. We just did Homecoming last week, which we didn't actually talk about. I didn't think it was a, a super worth talking about show. Uh, it was a, a one-night tournament of intergender matches, and so I don't think that's going to go further. I mean, we just know that the former Aiden English debuted and that's about it. That's why I didn't really cover Homecoming this week. But um, yeah, so if you want to read the, the recap for Homecoming, you can go either to the WrestlingRevolution.com or you can go to find it at Figure4W online. And so without further ado, thank you for being here. Share the podcast, leave a review, love a star, and we'll see each other again next week. Adios. Well, that's about it. Son of a gun, we've enjoyed it. Looking forward to next week. I guess we'll have to wait a week before we get to it, but we'll be right back again. For Corey Macklin, Dave Brown, Lance Russell saying bye-bye, everybody.